We've all got questions about the Bible and Christianity. Some of us are Christians and want to know how best to live for God and show our love for Him. Some of us are curious about what it means to follow Jesus. And some of us are skeptical of the idea of religion in general. Whatever your background, we invite you into these conversations that strive to take an honest look at what the Bible has to say on a wide variety of subjects. Each week, we will discuss questions that have been sent in from all around the world and try to find truth and practical application in God's Word. If you have any questions or follow-up comments, contact us anytime by emailing info at broadwaycoc.com. I'm Jed Lovejoy, and these are Conversations with Dan. So, hello everybody. Welcome to another one of our Conversations here with Dan. This is a a little different setup I'm going to do here. Okay. And and maybe we'll do a couple of these in here. But this is truly just a personal preference question for you, Dan. It's not like a direct we need a question out of the Bible or, or answer sort of thing. But in your own personal life, if you were to only be able to have one of the four Gospels to read for yourself, what's kind of your favorite go-to Gospel? Again, not to teach someone else or anything, just for you. My favorite go-to Gospel for spiritual reflection is the Gospel of John. Hmm. Because... Clement of Alexandria called it the spiritual gospel. The reason being that John is not like the guy that used to be on Dragnet that said, just the facts, man. <laughs> uh, the, the synoptic gospels, Matthew, Mark, and Luke, give you the facts, and they certainly are, are framed in, with theological themes in mind and everything like that. But John is all about symbolism, and he's about different levels of reality. Hmm. Uh, John speaks of light like we have in this room and Jesus the true light. Yeah. So there's a there's a spiritual reality there that's greater than the than the physical. He speaks of birth and then uh, being born of God. Yeah. Birth and birth with a capital B. You know, he speaks of water and living water, bread and the true bread that came down out of heaven and gives life yeah. to the world. There's a lot of symbolism in John. It, it's very symbolic. And um, the idea in the Gospel of John is to show people why they need Jesus. Why do I need Jesus? Mm-hmm. Well, because without Jesus, I'm in darkness and I don't know where I'm going. And if I have the true light which enlightens every man, John 1, 9, then, then I, can, I can see, I'm, I'm illuminated, I understand, I perceive. Yeah. Uh, I'm hungry, spiritually hungry, whether I know it or not. There's a hole in my soul. Yeah. And so Jesus says, I am the bread of life. He who keeps on coming to me will never hunger. Yeah. He who keeps on believing in me will never thirst, John six thirty five. 35. Um, I am in the desert of this world, and I am so thirsty. By the way, I, I neglected my dog for about a day. This is this is really a, and I I did not realize she didn't have any water. Uh oh. And she was whining and everything. And I took her outside and she was trying to find something, to, you know. And I came in and realized that her dish of water was dry and had been for like a day or more. <laughs> I poured water in that thing and she like drank. I don't oh, know yeah. how much, but I felt bad. But the point is. All of us in in spiritual reality, we're we're thirsting in the desert. Yeah. And uh, Isaiah fifty five, come all you who are thirsty, come to the water. Well, Jesus, the woman at the well, you know, he said, 
Whoever drinks of the water in this well will thirst again, but the one who drinks of the water that I will give him will never thirst, but that mm-hmm. water will become in him a well of water springing up to eternal life, John four fourteen. So there's water, but every soul is desperately thirsty, whether they know it or not. And I'm thirsty, and I know it, and I need Jesus and the living water. So would you say that John has always been your go-to gospel, or is it one of those that, like, the older you've gotten, the more you've sought after that deep spiritual connection, it's probably the one you've gravitated more to? Because of, like you say, it ties into so many other pieces of the Bible. I started out teaching the Gospel of Matthew 40 years ago, almost, and... um, I liked it, but no gospel ever touched my heart and touched my soul and touched my my inner being like the gospel of John. Mm. Um, in John 5, there's this poor sick man that's been sick for 38 years, just sick. It's miserable to be sick. Mm. There's a lot of people watching that are sick, Yeah, but really we're all sick, and there's only one person that can make us well and Jesus was around this pool in John 5 and there were all these stinky sick miserable people in pain all around this pool in five covered porticos and it was just a spectrum of human misery mm. and they were all thinking oh maybe maybe this water can help me feel better and I can get in this pool but the answer wasn't in the water yeah Jesus looks at this poor guy and he says do you want to get well And see, that question is a question that every person out there needs to hear. Hmm. You, person, you're sick. Do you want to get well? Well, physically, of course we want to get well. Yeah. But we're all sick in a different way, a capital S, sick. And Hmm. only Jesus can make us well. And that phrase is repeated through that chapter that... It's only Jesus that can make us well. We'll see things like that over and over and over and over in the Gospel of John really show me why I need Jesus mm-hmm. and why other people need Jesus. And that's when we see his glory is when we realize that he's the Jacob's ladder, that he's yeah. the Lamb of God, that he's the, he's the good wine which God has saved until last. He's the temple builder he's the bringer of new birth he's Mm -hmm. the giver of living water the great physician the light of the world the resurrection and the life i mean the book starts off he was the beginning he was the word he was right you know i mean it starts off with that and then like you say it kind of grows through yeah and every every page is some different reason why i need jesus and then it at the end it, it appeals to people that the whole reason the book was written is so people would put their trust in Jesus. Mm. So that gospel undoubtedly uh, has affected me spiritually yeah. uh, more than all the rest. I think I've been blessed by all the rest. Sure. And academically, I love all of them. I've, I've neglected the gospel of Mark worst in my whole life. Mm. Uh, but um, John touched my soul. Yeah. Well, that's kind of, as I've gotten older, I appreciate John more. When I was younger, John was the most confusing of all of them. Like, you, there was some deep concepts there. Uh, and I'm gonna, I'll let you know what my favorite is, because I would like them to respond. Sure. Because they all have, like you said, they all have their own value, and we connect with them in different ways. 
And so love to know kind of what's your go-to gospel. Uh, mine still is Matthew. When you said that's, there's something about the storytelling that he uses there and the multitude of the parables and the teachings, but how I feel like I am conversing <clears throat> more with Jesus through the book of Matthew. I don't know why, but the way that Matthew writes down the words of Jesus and the back mm-hmm. and forth between him and the disciples, I feel that like I found myself reading it uh, the other night to my sons and and I was putting like character voices in it. Oh, that's good. And I don't do that often when I personally am reading it. But as I was reading it to them, I went, oh, this thing that I kind of do in my head is naturally coming out as I read it out loud more. And so I just, I always love the book of Matthew for that reason. There's lots of other Old Testament tie-ins, but just on its own, yeah, I, I like the conversational nature of it, I guess. Uh, but anyway. See, and in Matthew, the thing that, that most impresses my soul is the idea of the reign of God, the rule of mm-hmm. God, the yeah. kingdom of God. And, and Again, that's so, there all those what Old that Testament really means. pieces there. Yeah. Yeah. But that, that, that gets to me, but... <laughs> Um, you're an interesting character. <laughs> you're an interesting specimen. Yeah, I, I try to be. No. <laughs> but we would love to know what are some of their kind of go-to gospels and why do you why is that the one that you gravitate towards? Again, they all have It's they not that they're pieces. not all good and inspired by exactly. God. Exactly. This is a It's just a personal preference, interesting curiosity question. So And doesn't Jed look nice today the way he's all cleaned up and everything? Don't you see he's he's more beautiful? today. We can't finish on a serious note around right. here. <laughs> but thanks again for tuning in and subscribing in all the different ways that you do. And we'd love to hear from you again. Y'all have a good week. Bye. <laughs> thanks again for listening to these weekly conversations between myself and Dr. Dan Owen. Conversations with Dan is an outreach and teaching ministry of the Broadway Church of Christ in Paducah, Kentucky. You can find us online through most of the major social media sites or through our website, Broadway, C-O-C. Dot com.